Blog Talk Radio.
show. I hope you guys are ready for a great show tonight because I am tonight. We've got a lot going on, as always. Uh, so I'm excited to have you guys with us. I'm excited about everything we're talking about. Tonight's show, we're talking about long-distance relationships or not. So we're going to want to hear from you in a little bit to tell us what you think about long-distance relationships. You're with them. You're not with them. They can kick rocks. We want to hear what you think about them. So give us a call at any time at 929-477-2304 and press the number 1 to tell us what you think. Again, the number is 929-477-2304. Press the number 1 to let us know what you think about long-distance relationships or not. Uh, here in a little while. All right, so we got a lot going on tonight, but before we get started, let me holler at my people real quick, and then we're going to get into news. And first, of course, let me say what's up to my favorite Curvy, uh, CEO of Curvy Kitten, um, and my partner, my road dog, my um, whatever else she is, and I'm not going to tell y'all on the radio because it ain't none of y'all business, Miss um, Kelly Johnson. Oh, what's up, Kelly? Are you, oh, I ain't seen your song today. Hold on. Sorry. Wait. Hold on. Let me give you a song. <clears throat> yeah. I was waiting. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to give you I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something different. Watch this. Watch this. I got a new run for you. Jersey. How's that? That was a little looser. That was looser. That was looser. All right. That was the reverse. I call that the reverse looser. I behind that one. Make sure everybody, you guys put your comments or your questions. If you don't want to put 
uh, give us your questions online or on, on air, then give them to us online, okay? Either on live, excuse me, on air, I'm burping it, or live. Either one, it's all good. We just want to hear what you <laughs> think, again, about long-distance relationships. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into this news. Are y'all ready for this? Yes. All right, so we're going to start here. Um, so everybody knows we've been having conversations about our favorite, one of our favorite comedians who has, who loves us for real and has told us <laughs> that, there, that she would like for us to um, boycott uh, Netflix because she received a lowball offer of $500,000 and, and she believes that there's gender um, and racial bias, Miss Monique. Um, however, um, one of the comments that was made about this was that uh, Monique said that if she that she's part of the reason why she's doing this is because she wants to help sister, up and coming sisters like Tiffany Haddish uh, get a better deal. Well, Tiffany Haddish originally hadn't said anything, um, but um, Tiffany Haddish has I guess there was something on Twitter that says I'm trying to read it. What was a on the Breakfast Club, she said that if Tiffany Haddish gets a multi-million-dollar Netflix deal at the level of Amy Schumer, it's because Mo stood up. Well, eventually, I guess uh, Tiffany Haddish had had enough of, it, of her name being in somebody's mouth, and so uh, Tiffany Haddish responds by saying, "Listen, I already got my deal with Netflix, and it had absolutely nothing to do with um, with with Monique. So get my name out your mouth." It's rumor, according to the story, the rumor is that Tiffany Haddish's deal uh, is worth $800,000. Um, however, she's not complaining. There were also stories that came out, not a part of this one, that talk, talked about um, Ava, what's her last name before I messed the lady's name up? Ava DuVernay. DuVernay. DuVernay, thank you. I don't want to say her name wrong. And Shonda Rhimes' deal, which were, of course, you know, both of them said that they had no problem with that. So anyway. So, ladies, what do you all think about Tiffany Haddish saying, listen, get, keep my name out your mouth. I'm not in it. Mo did, let me say this before I say that, Mo did come back and, and say that she appreciated that she was proud of, um, she was proud of Tiffany and to keep doing what you're doing. So, all right. So, what do you all think? Q, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this new discovery? Um, <laughs> I... I'm glad that Monique showed class when Tiffany got her moment um, mm-hmm. instead of being catty about it and being petty. Um, so I think that there, she she won a point with me on that. Um, I, I don't blame Tiffany for finally saying something because we've been talking about this for weeks now, and her name has been thrown around in this conversation since the beginning because she's the current it girl as far as comedy is concerned, especially for us. So um, for her to have already had her deal and then people are, at this point, trying to give any of that traction to Monique um, when it does become public, because at this point, you know, it's not, we don't know where there's a, what special coming out or any details behind it, but at this point it's like this storm has forced her to have to speak on her current situation because when she does go public with it, it's obvious people would circle back to this situation. So as hard as she's hustling and the way that homegirl is moving and shaking in the, in the industry right now, yes, I, I am not mad at her for, you know, standing up and saying, no, this shine is mine. <laughs> it has nothing to do with her. 
and, you know, <laughs> let, her, let her do her. And and, and I, I think she did it classy. She didn't come from only like, uh-uh. And, I, you know, she just said what she said. Like, look, this has nothing to do with this. It was done before this. I, it, you know, let her do her thing and, and, and dig her grave how she's going to dig it. I'm going to read into that I'm saying on her behalf because that's what she roundabout way of saying that. But um, you know, I, I appreciated the way that she went about this I, on both on both of the ladies' behalf. I think that it was really, really smart. And I think Monique is probably there. I bet not burn this bridge because when things calm down, I might have to come back across this young sister's path, and I might not want to be on the wrong side of that. So yeah, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Congrats to Tiffany. I'm I'm here for Tiffany and that eight hundred thousand deal. Yes, ma'am. I'm here for that. Yeah. Good job. Kels, what you think? Um, I mean, pretty much the same thing. I, I'm i glad that, you know, Tiffany did go ahead and say something. I think she held her tongue long enough and at the right time. And um, $800,000 is not $20 million. So, right. You know, right. I'm like, right. maybe she should have came out, uh, Monique should have came out with the gender bias first. I mean, even though Amy should, uh it's Schumer, right? Amy Schumer, even though she, yeah. um, you know, got millions, but <clears throat> I don't know. It's just I, to me, I feel like it weakened uh, Monique's argument a, you know, a little, even yeah. or you know more. But you know, I'm glad that yeah. it, they didn't let it turn into like a messy kind of, you know, anything that they were going back and forth or anything like that. So yeah, I agree with you on that. I'm glad that they handled it. <laughs> You know, in a decent way. So, I don't know. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to boycott Netflix, but, yeah, I think Monique should have used her power a little different, or the little power she might have left. She like, at 1%. Like, if she was a cell phone battery, Monique's power would be, like, at 1%. <laughs> <laughs> so, she should have, you know what I mean? You should have calmed down. Put yourself on the uh, battery saver mode and chill out for a minute. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I got the visual because you know, you know you drug it yeah. out for us. Well, if she was a battery, yeah. she would be. <laughs> I agree. That's, that's fun. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I think Moni. Again, I'm I'm not disagreeing. Like I said, I said all along. I don't think that. Anybody is saying that she shouldn't have been paid more, um, but at mm-hmm. this point, it's almost like just you know pull up, do it. Let's, let's do a Kevin Hart. You know, let's go. On, you know, let's go on and get your own. You know, put your own special together, put your own tour together, mm-hmm. and and you know, and let's rebuild this thing. And shoot, you could even call it the comeback tour, the Netflix, the the you know, the, excuse my my vernacular, but the fu Netflix tour, whatever. Like let's <laughs> come on, let's 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 move on and and let's not continue to um to to have this to think that it's all about her because at this point that's really what it what it's looking like it's about. It's not about anybody else. This is about I am you know I want my money and I ain't mad again. I ain't mad at her for going for going for her, but you know, Amy, you talking about Amy is Amy Schumer's not funny. I agree, um, but you know. You she talking about some late talking about Amy Amy selling out um uh stadiums, but I'm a legend. Yeah, but you selling out like comedy clubs right now. There's a difference mm-hmm. between somebody who's selling out comedy clubs 
and somebody who's selling out Madison Square Garden. So it's it's just a lot to it. But either way, I want to support her. I want her to do do her thing. But at the same time, we got to move move on from you know yeah from that. So all right, next story. Next story. This one kind of hurts a little bit just because it's an HBCU. Um, so um, Laverty reports that Hampton University is having some problems. Um, Hampton University is in Virginia. It's a historically black college, um, but apparently there was there have been some health concerns uh, at Hampton University. So students brought up um, that there was in a meeting that there were several health violations that were happening, such as mold, moldy dorm rooms. Um, they have pictures of in the cafeteria where they have been served spoiled food, um, food with mold on it. Um, they even had showed a picture where there was a Metal Gear that was in the pasta, um, and that they were being being served spoiled food, and they have received inadequate support for shooting and sexual assault victims. Um, I said so. There and there's yeah. Um, in one instance, they talked about where a young lady had her dorm room had flooded. And you can see they show where she said where the mold had made its way around the room and eventually into the climate cool unit. Um, and one young lady or one person has developed laryngitis because of it. Um, so it looks like Howard is, um, they're doing, they're, they're in trouble. What made this, if you read the whole article, what also made this um, interesting was when this went live on Twitter, other people who went to other um HBCU said the same thing. So somebody said that TSU's having the same issue, Tuskegee's having the same issue, Fisk is having the same issue. Um, and so that was really um, hard to see um, because, again, for those, you know, I went to HBCU, I'm a graduate of HBCU and love my HBCU. Um, and so, you know, we, we definitely need to see this. The good part about this is that alumni, some of the alumni um, at Hampton have stepped up and said, hey, let us know what we what we can do. Um, and they're working on fixing the problem. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, Kels, I'm going to start with you this time. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> Kels? <laughs> She's speechless. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm so heartbroken because on one hand, you know, you had to be proud of the students for standing up and you know, coming together right because they could have just, you know, left or something, but really trying to make uh, make the concerns known. Um, but to me, for it to be national news, that's something really bad. And I mean, yeah. serving moldy food. Who are who is in the cafeteria? Like, really? You gonna serve some yeah. moldy food? Like that yeah. is yeah. Oh my gosh, I just. Did you see the pictures? Did you see the pictures? Yeah, I saw the pictures. I can't. Yeah, that that that, My, that hurt. Guys, I'm. I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hurt. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, how you come back from this? Yeah. Yeah. And Hampton is, you know, mm-hmm. one of the first and the greatest. So. You right. know, this kind of. Because you know we we hold our HBCUs very close to us, and you know this one is kind of one of those that you have to look at and think, 
ugh, you know, we hate that it, like Kel said, we hate that it made national news. Like, it's gotten to the point where it's such a big deal. It's not even at just this school. It's a collection of our schools that seem to be put on blast right now. So while we want that to stay in-house, you know how we are, we want that to stay in-house, like, let's fix that. You know what I'm saying? But on the flip of that, these kids are doing, they're using the resources that we send them to college to learn how to use, to use their voices, to express their grievances. They have Twitter. That's how action gets taken all over the world now, you know, via Twitter, and they're exercising that that voice. So they're doing what they're supposed to, but on the flip of that, you know, as outside watching in, you know, you're just looking at that like, oh, why did it have to get here? But, you know, but if my baby was going to that school, I would be pissed. You know what I'm saying? You don't send your kids to school and spend all that money and know that they're eating moldy apples and bugs crawling on their food and have mold coming out of the vents and stuff. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, crazy. It's, Does, it's, do do it's, alumni uh, funds and payment, do, do those things go towards cafeteria, like overall school life, or is that tuition and tuition handle that primarily? Well, the way, the way that it happens is, when usually alumni payments, if they just send, if you're just sending a payment directly to the school, it just go, you know, it goes into the general fund. But mm-hmm. like, there's different, there's different donation avenues or resources that are only for certain things. But usually, like dorms, food, that kind of thing, those come out of the, you know, the general fund as well because they're that's like the bill. Those are bills that you're paying. So I mean, that's maintenance. That yeah, cafeteria, you know, that's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, I just... I wonder how much room and board. I know everyone is squatting their room and board. Like, it's usually like 4000 a person. You know, it's averaging between three and 4000 a person a semester. So that... I should be able to get a good apple for that. My apple should be right <laughs> for, for 14. Yeah. I think I'm good for I'm it. Good. Can I be honest? I don't think I, and I'm not saying that they didn't have it. I'm sure they did. I don't think I ate an apple in four years. And like, now that I think about it, like, I don't think I ever ate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, just because just because you didn't eat no apples don't mean it wasn't no apples. Right. That's what I said. And it was I'm a good apple. Sure. That's what I said. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that we didn't have it. I'm just suggesting that my boy didn't eat them, and so I wouldn't even know if there was mold in the apple. So I wouldn't know. But wait, well, I sure you know, I worked, no, it worked. Yeah, you did. You did. I worked in the cafeteria and in Burger King. Now all the all the boys that y'all talked about cafeteria, y'all ain't never had no moldy hamburgers. No, we did. <laughs> I didn't. Even though, yeah, I did. I did. No moldy hamburgers. You know, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kel. Oh, no, I'm just saying, this is really sad. I, I feel really bad for Hampton right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tina has um, a comment on this. Tina Malai um, says, we love HBCUs for history's sake. It is the grade of food being purchased and the production manager sleeping on their duties. Misappropriation of funds is a big issue but swept under the rug. I agree with that. I think that is an issue that should be addressed at some point real soon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I also think we got to look at, we also have to look at, to Tina's point, there's definitely a, um, we have to look at the misappropriation of funds, but we also have to look at the funds, you know, now, current administration and the past administration. 
Are, are we losing um, certain amounts? I don't know this answer. Are we getting less money, less dollars? Are the university getting less dollars? Um, because tuition's going up. So is tuition going up? Is it not going up accordingly? Like, what's, what's going on with, with that? And also, you know, the, the real reason why that I, this story hit me was I wondered, as an alumni, how well are we, what are we, how well are we supporting our HBCUs in terms of giving back? You know, what are the endowment funds at our HBCUs looking like? Um, and that's a personal question because I, I know I don't, you know, I know I ain't necessarily doing, I don't think I'm feel like I'm doing my part either. So, you know, hey, to me it was like a wake-up call to say, um, as a member of an HBCU, you know, can we give, you know, $10, $15, $5 a month on a consistent basis to help our, our HBCU? So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Anybody got anything else before I move on? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, the reason schools are struggling is because enrollment. Enrollment is down. You know, alumni okay. giving has never been as – well, I ain't going to say never, but in my experiences, I've been in higher ed, has never really been that strong at HBCUs. But, you know, enrollment is down. So. Mm-hmm. Somebody just said enrollment and re- recruitment and retention as well, So, which is at HBCUs, <laughs> I know it's definitely an issue, so. All right, yeah. we're going to move along. Um, moving along. So um, I got this news. Y'all know I got to do some entrepreneurial, which I thought was pretty, which was, uh, this was interesting. Um, so the market for marijuana is booming. So we now have seven states and D.C. that have legalized marijuana for recreational use. The problem is only of the um, thousands of people who are now getting licensed to sell marijuana legally, uh, only 1% of that number is based on uh, minorities. And they're saying that the reason is it's because of the states that make that have this legal make the fees so high that most African-Americans, most Latinos cannot afford, um, cannot afford to open a dispensary um, because it's, 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 the fees are too high. So, for example, the article talks about that the fee, the application fee in the state of Maryland is $8,000, but the licensing fee is eighty thousand um, dollars. Mm-hmm. In Texas, the application fee is seven thousand three hundred fifty-six dollars, but the licensing fee is four hundred and eighty-eight thousand five hundred and twenty dollars for two years. Um, wow. In Philly, the, the application fee is five thousand dollars, and the licensing fee is thirty thousand dollars. So, it's, so, um, so the big issue again is now is again is that there are millions of dollars like. I think this says twenty sixty. Hold on, what was the number? Um, is a pretty high number. About twenty one billion dollars. It's a twenty one billion dollar industry, but only one percent of all of all of the thirty five hundred dispensaries are, which is what thirty five, are owned by African Americans or Latinos. So, what are your thoughts, uh, Q? Yeah. So this is what's going on. <laughs> um, I don't like this, and I, 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 this has been going on since Colorado, and I think it's getting more traction, and people are learning more about it because more states are finally, you know, legalizing marijuana, and everyone had pipe dreams of thinking that everyone was going to rush out and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, become dispensaries, like it was going to be dispensaries everywhere. No. That This is the dark side of the legalization of marijuana that everyone was talking about. 
um, mm-hmm. at this point, we have either been criminalized out of the process or it has been priced out so high due to the regulations of it just to become legal. This was never for the people who were advocating for it the way that we were. So all the people who can mm-hmm. actually pay the prices to get to take advantage of this, we're sitting back, letting everyone else advocate for it because we're their customers. That's the target. <laughs> so they're letting everybody have a case pass, all of the legislation, get it all free, so they can swoop right in, build the build the big dispensaries, legalize the hell. I mean, uh, uh, governmentalize whatever the word is right now. Because I'm I'm ranting, so I can't remember what it is right now. But they're going yeah. to 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 paperwork it to damn death and make it so that yeah. the people who actually should be benefiting from this, because let's just be real, the folks who have had their lives devastated because of it, this would have been the way that we could have actually thrived. So this is, yeah, I'm not here for this, and I think this is this this is wax off, and it needs to change. I'm not, not here for this at all. Even if we wanted to do, like, the collective effort and say, hey, five of us want to get together and get our license and, and, and have a dispensary and make a legal business together. Like, how the hell are five regular people just going to get together and come up with $100,000 license? Right. Like, $480,000. Yeah, like, $480,000. Yeah. Yeah. a bank is a proud person to say, I want a, bank, a loan for a dispensary. Bruh. You, oh, nobody. No bank is giving you a loan yeah, for like, a dispensary. Right. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cost of living is also going up in all of these places. If you try to move to Colorado right now, you best have your coins together. Okay? And all of these other places that you can just run to, you if you gonna go, you better go right now. Because in a year you will not be able to buy land, you won't be able to rent comfortably unless you do have a dispensary in these places. It's ridiculous right now. Oh well. Tell us what you think. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, Q pretty much she said it. Um, I like a lot of other things. <laughs> these type of businesses, especially when they're new like that, it's always for the people who are already wealthy that can um, jump up and buy one, or uh, they can go. They can go get personal loans, they might not go to the bank and say, hey, I, you know, I want to get this loan to buy a dispensary, but they can go and get a personal loan for $20,000. We can't do that. Most of us can't. Either the income, you know, ain't right, or the credit is not strong enough, or both. So yeah. I just think it's never going to be a, you know, way to come up for us unless you, unless y'all start saving up income tax returns and put some with <laughs> something. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm on. Yeah. So, you know, I was going to say this, and then I'm going to move on. I'm sorry, Kelly, were you done? Oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. Only thing I was going to add to this is, is we might not be able to, just, just to think about, even though we might not be able to participate in this part of it, uh, we can still participate in, in, in investing in companies who do it. So the publicly traded companies who are uh, doing this, you can still own it. You can still buy the stock. So buy stock in it. And, no, and, for, and most of your marijuana company stocks, if you if this is something you want to get become involved in, those stocks are still fairly inexpensive. So you're not trying to buy a you know a Google stock that's 
you know, $1,600 a share, but you're looking at, you know, a dollar, $2, $4 time balance a share. So, so there is, all hope is not lost. You can, again, we can, you can take that same, you know, 25, you know, whatever, $2,500, $500, whatever, and invest it into a company um, that owns it. That's a publicly traded marijuana company and, and, um, and participate that way. So, all right. That's all I got in that. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our first song. And that first song is, oh, yeah, it's uh, Sovereign by Marcus G. Morton. We'll be right back after this, and we're going to jump into our topic about your opinions, your thoughts on long-distance relationships or not. Nah. We'll be back after the song. There's no one like you, no one else beside you who can do the things you do. That's why we No one else can reign with power, strength, and glory. All the heavenly hosts proclaim. Oh, 
All right, all right. That was Marcus Morgan with Sovereign. Got jam right there. Appreciate that. So now it is time to get into the combo of the night while we are all here. Um, So we want to talk about long-distance relationships. We know in the school we've got a little bit of everybody from everywhere, and there have been a love connection or two made along the way. But um, as we get older and our careers take us in different places, life takes us in different places, time changes and things like that, uh, and with the surgence of um, social media, we are connected with people that are not reach out and touchable. So long-distance relationships are more um, available to us. They're more likely to happen just based on where we are and how we are communicating. So we wanted to talk about how are we feeling about long-distance relationships in general, Um, because we all know that that is a unique and special type of relationship um, that has, there's a different type of work that has to go into a long-distance relationship that straight up everybody's just not cut out for. Um, I know I'm not cut out for it. When um, Jackie and I first got married, he enlisted into the Navy, and he was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, I was a new mom. Our baby was um, one. He was 18 months at the time and um, never been anywhere 20 years old and was not trying to pick up and move, like not trying to pick up and move. So we did the long distance thing, and I would travel every month. I'd go and stay for three, four days, sometimes a week, bring the baby sometimes. Like we tried that whole thing. But I'm going to reach out and touch and need my husband kisses type of chick. Like, I need to be able to touch like, you know? You know, like, I need that. I need to love on you. And I can't do that via Skype and via text and all that. Like, at the end of the day, I, I love to do the texting thing. And, you know, deep, thoughtful conversations are amazing. Like, I'm here for that. But I need to be able to, like, cuddle up. And, yeah. So, for me, I know the way that I'm set up. No, I, I don't. Long distance would not work for me. We would definitely, that would be short term. Long distance would have to be a short term situation for me. Um, and it would definitely be the end date. But I, I know people and I've seen it work. And it's, my cousin actually commented earlier today when I shared this is what we were talking about. He and his wife have been together for 11 years and just had the most gorgeous baby girl. Um, ever. So congrats to them. D, who was always on the live, and I know he's probably doing daddy things right now, so he'll catch later on. But um, they did long distance. His wife was in South Carolina, and he was here. So they did that for a year and a half before he eventually moved to South Carolina, and, like, things have been golden for them. I haven't seen him in years, but, hey, he's doing his thing. You know, he's happy, and he's got his whole life there, and it works. But, again, they had an end date. Like, it was always the goal of getting together at some point, um, and, and it works for them. So, Kel, I know you said that you are not opposed to it, and, you know, with, I think we've had some, we've had a few conversations regarding this, so I'm not going to necessarily <laughs> like that. I'll let you, I'll let you say that. So, you know, you can't take something that long distance today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I would say I'm not totally opposed to long-distance relationships, but, you know, the couple that I've been in are extremely hard. I just feel like you don't really get to – you don't – if it's a new relationship especially, like if you meet 
and you're already long distance, like you weren't already together and then move or something like that, I think it's just, it's hard to really get to know somebody long distance like we think. Because there's just certain things that people do in, you know, when you're face-to-face that it's just, I mean, it's, you don't know the real person. So I feel like long distance still keeps you um, in the dark on certain things that you may, um, mm-hmm. you know, not like about your partner. So that's the kind. The pro for me personally in having a long distance relationship is that I'm all, I'm busy, so and people get on my nerves. So if somebody <laughs> is, I feel like I would have that whole, you know, this is makes the heart grow fond, fonder type of deal. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm still single, so y'all know uh, long distance relationships for me have not. <laughs> I have a zero percent su- uh, successful rate, so. I'm leaning more toward or nah at this point <laughs> in my life, but I won't say never, ever, ever to yeah. uh, long distance. Yeah. So. <laughs> when? Uh, <laughs> you know, so, you got so right. okay. So long distance relationship. I'm not. I'm not against them. Obviously, um, y- y'all. To those listeners, don't know. I mean. My ex-wife and I did it, so I mean, it was. I have no issue with long-distance relationships. Uh, they had to me. They have their pros and their cons, of course. And depending on the um, depending on the person, like you said, it, it really deter- it really determines whether or not it's good or not. I think the good part um, is that it forces you it forces you to talk to communicate. Because yeah. you don't have that normal that normal barrier of being able to just sit up under each other and do whatever you know and do whatever you normally do and not talk. It forces you to talk. If you can't, yeah. um, you know, if you can't talk, the relationship's not going to make it because it's going you know, you're going to get bored or whatever. So I think that's a benefit. Um, the bad is also a benefit because you can't really. Um, establish a relationship based on on sex. So if you had a long distance and you're forced to talk and you're not around each other, then now I've got to talk to you. Um, now I can't just I can't just fall in love with the fact that the sex is good. I have to actually say, okay, yeah, it might be good for that weekend if they come down or that week if they're here. But for the rest of the time, like we have absolutely nothing to talk about. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's different. See what you think? Yeah, there's there's definitely and and Hippie just kind of commented on that as well. She says that she's for it, and the person that you're with has to be willing to put in the work, um, just like you. I think that there there is a different type of um, level of intimacy that comes with that, and there is that's work that has to happen um, because it forces you out of the normal. Uh, the normalcy of your day-to-day that you can just easily throw someone else into. You know what I'm saying? That's how I think a lot of um, relationships just kind of happen that are within close proximity. Well, I enjoy doing this with you. I enjoy doing that with you. Well, let's just do it together. And then here we are seven, eight months in, and now we just do everything together. There hasn't been any real what about you happening there. So long distance, like you said, forces those types of conversations to happen so you can actually learn about the person or it's going to eventually fizzle. No one, you know, as grown-ass people, we don't want to just sit and hold the phone and breathe anymore. Like, 
don't waste my time with that. Like, you don't. I'm not going to tell you. Hey, that's okay. high school.
but I'm like, I get tingles and stuff off, you know, you get the little tingles and stuff off the phone too, though. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I do have a live comment. Uh, Y'all better be FaceTime. Right, you said, hey, we ain't gonna talk about. Anyway, I have a lot. From Mr. Will Bradley, he says he calls it regional loving or long distance loving, and it can be very taxing. And so, yeah, yeah I can see that, especially if you, um, if you are if you are that touchy feely person, like I, I, like I said, I think I, I don't have to. Um, I mean, I would want to, but I don't have to. Uh, necessarily, you know, we try to touch you all the time, but it definitely has to be like a once a month type of thing. Because truthfully, even if I, if we in town together, my, with my schedule, it probably would be about once a month anyway. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. so>, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know, yeah, yeah right. I do. I, I do think it is very, it's very taxing. It does. I think it really does take strong people, and you have to be really sensitive of other people's feelings. And I think all of us have a certain level of that, but I mean, yeah, you really have to be um, very caring and careful if you're going to tackle a lot of miles in between. I just, you know, because yeah. you got the temptation, you got the trust. Trust is already hard anyway, but trying to trust somebody yeah. across a couple of state lines, whoo! I'm tired just thinking yeah. about it. Like, I I just got tired. I'm about to fall asleep thinking about it. Like, that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just, you know, it's hard to see the pros. But when, when what are what are more pros? I know you said there are pros and cons. I don't know if you talked about the pros. Yeah. Um, other pros would be, again, I mean, if you're a busy person like myself, then that gives you, again, the communication is the is number one is a huge pro. Another pro is, again, if you're a busy person, I, you know, you know how busy I am. Um, that's a, that's a, you know, I know how busy all of us on here are. It, that's definitely a pro, you know, to that you don't have to worry about that space, that, you know, being up under each other all the time that you can, you know, do what you need to do. It's also a pro that, um, uh, uh, um, what was the other one I was thinking about? It's, uh, I, you know, I ain't wrote none of this down, by the way. Um, it's also a pro that it gives you uh, it gives you opportunity. You know, one of the things that we do when we get in relationships, a lot of us lose our, our balance. Like we lose the balance of the other things that we have in our life because we completely caked mm-hmm. up. Like you stop going to church, you stop going working out, you stop doing you yeah. know you stop doing all of that because you want to spend twenty four seven up under whomever that is. So that's also a pro. Uh, again, you get to be. I think the biggest thing is like I said, it goes back to you get to be really intentional in your communication and in your conversation. Um, so there are some, mm-hmm. some deep questions that you get to ask that you might not necessarily think to ask if you are up under each other all the time because we, even if we're not having sex, we have a tendency to not necessarily communicate when we're around each other. We lay up. We, you know, do stuff that, you know, we go to the movies that we're not talking. We go to dinner and don't talk, stuff like that. So, you know, again, a lot yeah. of the biggest one I would say is the communication, but, yeah. Huh. Know your love language. Yeah, do that. I'm like you. I want to lay up. Look, I want to lay up under. I want to, you know, I want to lay up. Listen, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, can I say this? How I would say this? I'm gonna say this. How I would say this if I wasn't on, on uh, the radio. 
Listen, I like to rub on the booty too. So um, even if we ain't that much, I want to rub some. I'm just saying, like I'm not interested in. I'm a pastor and all, but I ain't interested in just looking at you and speaking in tongues. I, right. Come on. Come on, somebody. And I say, like, to reach out and touch, it's not even about, like, the sexual part of it. You know what I mean? And right. I, I just, exactly. I, there's a different vibe, I think, that you, and I, I don't know. Because when you add in how busy people are, that does make a big difference. Because on the flip of that, you end up, when you are, when you can physically see that person, but you can't be with that person because their life has them um, running in different directions, it can cause a whole different type of strife. So, like, yeah. I can understand as well that because then it's why are you never have time for me why are you never here you're here but you're not here like that I still need my hug so you know we'll figure that out I'm not that type of man I need to mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yep. Mm-mm. <laughs> I just listen. I just I just thought about that. Just like, mm-mm, I don't. I, I, I listen. I want to. Nothing. I can't say that. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna have an empty church for another job. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, so I found this article real quick. Look, I found this article that also that gives some other reasons. It talks about so some of them we've already talked about is um, that are pros. Um, communication skills. Uh, Kel talked about a deep, deep trust. The relationship. I said the relationship is based more on physical. Um, one of them says you learn a lot about yourselves. Another one says you learn to be interdependent. We talked about that. Uh, another one that I thought was pretty, this is pretty interesting, is that you learn to build a community. Um, so you learn to be a, build a different community of people who are around you that can support your uh, relationship, and you learn to um, get new people who are in your um, and each other's where each other's are. So if your partner is in Oklahoma, then you get to meet people in Oklahoma. And if you're in Chicago, then they get to be, you know, your friends in Chicago. So another pro is to talk about um, you learn to be creative because, again, you got to be creative if you want to continue to have uh, new and interesting ideas. Um, so another one talks about you learn to enjoy staying in. Um, versus going out all the time, um, become more patient. You learn to sacrifice, which is a very huge thing in uh, marriage. Um, and then, of course, travel. So those are a couple of the, that this article is talking about. I'm going to post it, too, for, for everybody. Okay. I'm with it. Look at when he had to sneak the list in there. <laughs> devices 
and things like that makes it really, it, I'm going to say easy, but easier to make that type of relationship work for a period of time. So, yeah. Here's yeah. The- All right, all right. I agree. That was a good discussion, and I'm sure we will continue to talk about it as uh, as the winter great. season comes to <laughs> But uh, for the sake of time on this good evening, we are going to go into our next song of the night, which is Shy Ride by Cash featuring Boy Illinois. Okay, come on, come on, please. Right. <laughs> come on, please. Uncomfortable, uncomfortable pause, uncomfortable pause. Uncomfortable, <laughs> uncomfortable pause. Uh-huh. Uncomfortable pause. We'll play, play a different song because she don't want to play. That's fine. <laughs> okay, that one don't want to play either. Chris Brown. <laughs> I, you know that's what I was trying to play too. Uncomfortable pause. Uncomfortable pause. Right. I just want to say it's the fault because I haven't eaten this afternoon, and so if I'm a little if I'm a little silly today, it's because I'm I'm really hungry. Um, He's delirious. And, oh, and listen, and also. I needed a I need a prayer for my uh, my smoothie machine. It went it went to be with the Lord yesterday. Aww, you just about it. I know. Hold on. It went to be. That's not it. It went to be with the Lord yesterday, and so I don't know how to feel about that. Um, so y'all pray for my smoothie. Pray for me. I didn't do anything. I, listen, I was making the same. Only thing, only thing I did different was I added pineapple. So you're not gonna tell me the pineapple killed my machine. I don't know what it is. Don't be grinding up nuts in your smoothie. Is that what killed right. it? The who? <laughs> I said, did you put some nuts in there? No, 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 no. I don't ever do nothing like that. I literally it was the same thing I always put, except for I put pineapple. So it was, it was carrots. Spinach, um, yeah, my usual carrot, spinach, apple, carrots are kind of hard. and orange, and orange. That's that's the same thing I always put in there. So, yep, that's yeah, it. Carrots might have did it though. Carrots are pretty hard though. Put some weight on it next time. It need to have a little more weight on it. <laughs> <laughs> handle a little. <laughs> yeah, get some bigger blades, bro. <laughs> I think we should go on and go in the hot topic. I think that's what we should do. It's a, it's a, it's a hot one. Yeah, we, I was waiting. On you. I thought we had a commercial break about the, you know, the Ninja Bullet or something. We were talking about blenders, but <laughs> we're gonna move. We're going to move right along to our hot topic. Hot topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection. We are servicing women who want to look good and show off their curves. Um, The hot topic today was 
interesting. Um, but I mean, it's 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 a question that we've asked before, and we had one member uh, post that her and her husband own a own and operate a preschool, so they see a lot of each other. And so she asked, "Do you think you could work with your significant other? Do you think you can work with your significant other all day?" Every day you working together and you got to go home together. So I am going to start with Winford on this one. What's your take on? I mean, did, could you work with your significant other? Uh, it depends on what. I think a lot of it depended on what we were doing. Uh, if we were like, if we were in the same room, in the same like small office space, and we had no space for each other, that would be weird for me. Um, just because, you know, I like a little space and yeah, I think that would be odd. But I think, you know, working together in terms of, I hope whoever I'm with, we work together. So, it, you know, but in a, in a work together in the sense of you handle um, marketing and advertising, I'm going to handle finance. You know, like, like give us our space and we can come together and work together. So, I, yeah, I, I would be okay with it. I think it would be diff- it would definitely be difficult, of course, when you're talking about like when we mad at each other, like that would be tough because you know <laughs> you come you come you come to work talking crazy. I you know I don't know how I feel about that, but no, I wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> okay, what about you? Did you, did you work? Um, we've actually uh, we've actually James and I did work together. Um, for about two years, actually, early on, it's so funny. I say early on everything, it seems. But we we used to work for a catering company, and um, James would work. I worked in the office. I was the director of catering and sales, like admin type stuff, booked the parties and did that type of thing. And James went out and actually worked the party. So we were together because there were times that I would go work a party, but my role in what he did, when when I went to the party, I followed his lead because, like, that was his kung fu. I didn't my – my, my thing wasn't the party. So that was his thing. But my – when it came to the office stuff, they took my lead. So because our lanes were so different, they didn't really <clears> – <throat> there wasn't a lot of intersection that was even – that would allow us to be effective. So we knew that we had to get our job done, so I went on and did my thing, went on and did his thing. At the end of the day, we went home and life was good. But like Wynn said, <clears throat> there are times when life and home spills over to work, and it could be something totally unrelated to what we're going to do this job, but those few moments where we do have to cross paths are hostile or at least awkward. Not necessarily hostile. You still got to do what you got to do, but it's palpable that there's something wrong. And if you're trying to be in a professional setting, the other people don't want to feel that. So you have to be mindful of that. <clears throat> so especially if you're owning the business, if it's your business, you never want to put your employees in that position where they feel where they get to inter- interject themselves into your space or they feel put off because of the vibe that you and your husband or you and your spouse are giving in your workplace. That's never good. So there, it's a fine line, but I think if you have defined lines, I mean defined lanes of what you're doing, it, it can work. It, it can work, but, yeah. And just go into it yeah. and be like, hey, work. you can't sit in the queue next to me, bro. 
I don't want you sitting next to me for eight hours and then we gotta go home for eight hours. Like, don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the. Let's go to the post. So, let's see. We have, you know, we have several people saying that they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably about just as many saying that they couldn't. Like it was back and forth. Like, yep, nope. Yep, nope. Like that um E40 song. Could you work together? <laughs> Could you work with my dad? Nope. 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 We have a few people on here that have said that they met their um, spouses at work or um, that they own a business together, that they, you know, and all that. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever worked with a significant other. No, I don't think so. Um, and I'm kind of on a fence on this one. I, again, I would think that that just being together that much would just cause problems for me because mm-hmm. I'm just not. I just, I mean, I just feel like if you if you're in each other's face too much, you're just gonna have those times where you're just get on each other's nerves, and it would be very hard if you, you know, if we're working at the same place. And, and frustrated to even, I mean, you can't even go talk to your work buddies like, oh, he's not my nerve. You can't even talk to them because he at work. So, yeah. <laughs> and I will probably veer towards not wanting to work with my significant other. I don't. I, yeah, I'm not gonna even say. That. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and pick a side. I'm gonna say no for two hundred, Alex. That's <laughs> that's my motto. <laughs> That's about what I But now I will say this. Now owning a business together, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but you still have to be where you go in the office. You know, we ain't going to be at the office at the same time every day. So, yeah. But go ahead. Go ahead. I think, I think that, so I've done, I'm not going to say I've worked. So, I mean, I'm thinking like, yeah, we've never, I've never worked. I've had people, significant others, work with me and and uh, have I ever done that before? No, yeah, kind of. So I, I would say probably the closest experience I've had is, you know, obviously like being in leadership together in church, maybe, and that was kind of weird um, because there was definitely a tension that could be felt when stuff wasn't right. And then you also at the same time don't you know have to balance that with the whole you know you don't you don't want to front for people but at the same time you know you yeah. sometimes have to front for people. Um, so <laughs> I mean just saying you can't be I can't you can't be up there looking at each other sideways but at the same time it's the it's the reality that you're not going to always get along so I think um, yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't know it'll be tough. <laughs> Yeah. Y'all have anything from y'all lives? No. Yeah. I have, um, it depends on the people. Uh, insecurity is a monster. Um, what else? What else do I have? Yeah, it depends on the expectations of the relationship. Somebody said don't mix, don't mix, don't mix money and uh, money and honey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We have, you know, in corporate, yeah, corporate America. We have the same. We have 
we have the same don't, you know, basically saying the same thing. But, yeah, I just think, again, so many people find their significant others at work that it's, it's very difficult to say that. But at the same time, it can be, it definitely can be interesting. I posted from my live. I said, my mama always told me, like, from a little, little girl, she said, you don't shop for your meat where you make your bread. And that oh, stuck with me. Okay. You, okay? Like, let that settle for a minute. Marinate on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, have yeah, yeah, let that marinate. So, you know, when I got into the workforce, especially call centers, contact centers, Lord. The drama is better than any yeah. real housewife reality television show you could ever watch. Just sit back in your right. TV what happens around you. So that made it stick. After the first one or two contact center situations and watching mm-hmm. how those played out, I quickly learned why that thing was something that she stood by, like, before I ever even dated. She would say, because, you know, the romance, not the, the movies, how romantic they are when they, the workplace romances and how it always yeah. works out so great. I fell for that, like, all the time. I thought, like, that was so amazing. Honey, and my mama would be looking at me like, girl, don't you do that. Mm-mm, that ain't as cute as you think it is. Like, that's scripted. That ain't real life. <laughs> like, so that's how we had those wow. conversations. And she was telling the truth. It was, it was true. It was true. It was true. Because yeah. you, I mean, you know it's going to come a point where I just, like, I done had a whole scene in my head. I don't even got no men, but I just done had a fight with my men at a job, like, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, I could just imagine because you were mad, especially like if you, if just something happened that morning and y'all running late, so you know you can't even, you know you ain't got your all your fight out. <laughs> you know how you yeah. have them fights when you don't get with everything you want to say out. Like I know yeah. I would, yeah, we couldn't do it because I know I would be that one at work if I got to take them <laughs> to his desk. You know what I mean? I'd knock them over when I'm leaving that. You know just. Just yeah, somebody on my life when that's said finding them there is one thing, but keeping them there is another. Marty says no mm-hmm. keeping separate. Uh, Andrea says I'm, she's such a different person uh, with with her leadership hat on that it wouldn't work for her. Which I said I agree because I'm I know and y'all know when I'm in work mode, like I turn into a different person. Um, and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I do, I do, I do. I, I'm I'm sorry. Anyway, um. Uh, Vanessa says relationships are hard to preserve in the ultimate environment uh, because we are so human, and that's true. That's definitely true. It's it's mm-hmm. tough, man. But at the same time, listen, I'm sorry. If if if, if she finds, she finds, and you got to, you know, you got to <laughs> shoot your shot. On your lunch break, run, shoot, shoot your shot. Now, listen, be HR appropriate about it just in case you say no, you don't get fired, but, you know. Shoot your shot. And I'm a boss. It's 2018. Don't shoot your shot. Could you imagine being being a boss, too? Like, I'm bossy in real life, and then then I may be his boss at work. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Right. That's why I say you need a lane, bro. You got to have a lane. Yeah. James says, he says, yes. He says, if a family can pray together, they can stay together. So why can't it be make money together? Mm-mm. Those are not the same. Making money together what? and praying together—if we no, I don't see those. No. I don't see those being the. 
really comparable because you can pray yeah. together and have a common purpose in the prayer. But when it comes to taking action and, and then bouncing off the environment and how we are performing, that's something totally different. Like, because people take pride in what they do in their workplace. You have to take a certain level of ownership of what you do when you're at work. So if you have to then balance you and your confidence levels while performing your job with so catering to the tiptoeing around your spouse's ego and the little things that make them who they are, and you know you go, that's common, or you having to say this thing is going to come back over the dinner table, like, that's a different dynamic. So, yeah, we can pray together. We can have a common goal. But if when we, put, when we get together and actually have to do work, do we actually meet the goal? That's where I think the, the, the friction comes in with working together. It sounds great, but too, you have to realize that sometimes romantic attraction does not equal other. Other. <laughs> <laughs> Cohesiveness, like that doesn't always mean that y'all gonna mesh well in other other ways. Yeah. I mean, but James, James also he said so. What about a pastor and his wife working together? And that's what I said earlier. I think those are, you know, again, what about a tough. Co- that's a pastor, like a pastor and his wife. I mean, I think those are you know, uh, again. I think those work because if you're again, you need your separate space. I think most pastors will tell you. <clears throat> Yo, you need to do your own thing. You don't necessarily need to be up under me all the time. And that that is a and that's that's a good example. Yeah, it's tough. I, that's definitely. I, I just to me, even just the thought of being with one person like twenty four twenty four seven all the time. Because you spend a lot of time. Think about your job. Like you spend a lot of time at work, especially right. if you're in like management or something, you spend a lot of time at work and then they have to spend this time. I mean, that's 24-7. I just don't know. I don't know how anybody to do that. Yeah, but I, I would. I also wonder if in that situation, does that also mean that when you're outside of work that you spend more time apart? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if we work together, then that means that, you know, you don't have to, um, uh, you know, you're not up under each other all the time. You might want to, you know, you go hang out with your girls, I go hang out with my guys. And so we enjoy mm-hmm. that that distance because we are. And, again, and I'm not saying that's good or bad because I can see how that could be bad and good um, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're only spending most of your time together at work, then there ain't a whole lot of, or shouldn't be a whole lot of, um, um, shouldn't be a whole lot of intimacy happening at work. Um, but, so it, it just really depends. And, yeah, and that's true. Um, Vanessa says successful ones have clear boundaries. Clear, uh, good pastors have clear boundaries, and that's very true. That's why I said most of them, you do your thing, I do my thing, and we do certain things together. So um, so that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I lost the post. Um, so there was some good conversation going on back and forth, and I lost it. Hmm. Anywho, I think no. that's a, like almost yeah. I was just looking for the post. I just think that even with us talking about long distance relationship, like this would be the, you know, this is like almost the exact opposite of the most extreme other end of the spectrum to go. You know, we were talking about right. long distance relationships spending time apart to going to being together all the time. Uh, yeah, I just 
It just seems unnatural. But hey, if there's and I'm sure there are people that do it, especially like some of these power couples out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know that do like the the whole conferences and seminars and things together. Yeah, I think maybe it's just if you do that, you just have to schedule in. Um, you know, time to be apart, and that's something I would have liked to add. Some of those, some of the people who were commenting that they do work with their spouse or own a business with their spouse, like what do, how do they, you know, keep it fresh? If you're always together, I would have liked to have asked that question. I think we. I think I've seen, and again, this is outside looking in. Um, it appears as though when you see some couples that work that are together a lot, and we mentioned earlier like the pastor and pastor's wife type dynamic, I immediately thought of Teray and Sarah um, from One Church. They are both like super leaders within their church, but when you see them and how they interact with one another, in my in, in my in, from what I up on them, I have never seen where it appears as though she's trying to out-pastor him as far as she she still maintains her role as the pastor's wife. She's still pastor Sarah, but Teray mm-hmm. is the leader of that church. So, you know, they have a dynamic that is um, complementary while in the church space. But when you see them in their downtime, like if you watch any of their lives or the little the the Instagram, I follow Sarah on Instagram, and she's the most um, feminine and loving. Like she turns that that leader in a way off and becomes the the feminine. You know, she's softer, and they do their date nights and their family time, and she's not always dolled up, and he's not always super fly because they're a fly couple. But you know, they do still have normal non-one church time together. So I think that that does have a huge, um, that plays a huge part in making it work because I can only imagine, and they're traveling between California, Denver, and Texas right now, that the the two of them, their families literally spread out all over the country all while still running these churches together. So, like, that dynamic is huge in what it is that they're trying to accomplish, but it appears as though, and again, this is outside looking in, that they found some type of way to make that work. And I'm sure it's not always easy because they're newly with it. They've got a new baby and have only been married, I think, three years, something like that. So it's still even very new for them. But it, I think that they are at least attempting that balance. Um, and it, and it, it gives hope for folks who try to do it, for sure. But I just thought about when you mentioned the pastor's, pastor's wife type of dynamic, I thought about them and thought, well, that, that's a good way to – because they have the long distance and the work together. Bro, they started out long distance. Yeah. They weren't in the same city when they same city when they first got. Yeah. I, I think a, a big – a huge part of it, a huge part of what makes it work is that you're not – you don't – is when you don't look at it as – this is my husband or whatever, but you look at it as this is my friend. And so because this is my friend and this is just somebody who I genuinely like, then while I'm at work, then, yeah, I'm still your, I'm still my, you know, we still have to have clearly defined roles, but if I'm, you know, I'm not going to dishonor or disrespect you because I like you. And even Mm -hmm. when we disagree, I'm still going to honor your position. I mean, let's, we're not together, nothing like that, but, I mean, if me and Kelly have a disagreement, I honor I honor Kelly's, you know, that Kelly is, is very smart, and so I'm not going to, you know, disrespect her because I disagree with her. So 
same thing. I'm not going to disrespect Q if I disagree with it. I'm still going to say, okay, because I, I like these people as a person. This is my friend. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind as I interact with them. And when you're married to them, yeah. I think it just adds an extra layer. Um, yeah. I think what it should add is an extra layer of understanding in the communication because you should be able to say, okay, I know the intentions and the heart of this person. So as they're communicating, I understand that they're really communicating out of whatever, or this is their goal. But, again, what makes it difficult is when, when you're having those insecure moments in your relationship or those insecure moments in your personal, you know, your, your person, it is very difficult to remember at first this is my friend and this is my partner and or this is my, you know, my boss, my pastor, my, you know, business partner. I think that's when those lines get blurred, and, or those, excuse me, those lines become strained. If that's when or stress, if that's when it becomes, it comes real difficult. But if we can just remember, look, you're my friend, and ultimately, I'm not gonna like, I'm not losing no friend over no money. That's that's one of my things. I'm not gonna lose friend over. If you choose to walk away from my, me as a friend, that's on you. But I'm not gonna lose a friend over money. I'm gonna do the best I can to maintain at least the friendship, even if we can't make money together. Um, yeah, and I, also, I just wanted to mention when you brought that up, uh, when that um, there was an article that I ran across that um, did mention the level of respect and support by having, you know, your significant other working in the office because you could, you know, it should be less disagreement. And I know we talk about like disagreements in a funny, you know, in a comedic way, but it will probably be less disagreements, like you said, because of that level of respect and when you consider. Uh, somebody else's feelings already, then that just might make for more peaceful business. Um, mm-hmm. Another another benefit they said was that some companies, and I, now that I think about it, especially in bigger cities with bigger companies, they offer benefits to married couples. So they, you know, they may have since it's a big company, they have a lot of people who do meet at work, and they'll offer uh, some extra benefits to them, like I guess like firm, different kind of firms, like law firms and. and uh, probably accounting firms, things like that, they offer perks um, to married couples. Um, they're saying, you know, it's easy to commute. And then one thing I didn't think of, think of is uh, being able to plan your days off together. So mm. you, especially yeah. like if I found somebody who works in higher ed and I, you know, we get, you work in the school system in higher education, you get a lot of time off. That would be, you know, a perfect dynamic for a family because you'd always have the same you know, vacation time, wouldn't have to worry about scheduling conflicts and things like that. Um, and then they also had it. They also had um, that sometimes getting that respect at work uh, because you're being professional and you're probably putting extra um, thought into being respectful that that will leak over into the relationship. So, mm-hmm. what I agree with that pros. Yeah, was that that good strengthening relationship? Mm-hmm. Just a, that was a very good that example for me because I never would have thought of it in that way. So, mm-hmm. uh, very give you a chance to highlight the other thing. You get to see your partner differently than in their relationship life. I learned a lot about James and his. Y'all hear me talking about his MacGyver all the time. I learned mm-hmm. a lot of that about him working with him. I got to see that in action, like if we're in a clip and something breaks and we got a party to put on, and he like snaps it together, like those are the things. I was like, oh, okay. And then to be able to look back and be like, 
<laughs> he did that. Yeah, you know, like those are those are those moments that like you you can learn to lean on each other differently when you see how quickly you can react to things and how you can cover each other because. You know, you're always going to be down for your boo, regardless of what your your situation is. But to be able to show up that way, it does it absolutely carries over into your home life. When it, yeah. you know, yeah, that's a good, that's absolutely right. <laughs> it could definitely yeah, be a different level of respect for for one another if if they. Or it could be, or or it could be just the opposite. It could be like, you know, I don't like the way you operate at work. You know, so yeah, yeah. it could be. That could be dangerous. I've been yeah. serious. I've been like, oh, you you really? Oh, so you really mean? Like you mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, and I've seen like where I've seen people. I'm like, okay, they seem cool, but then when you see them at work, it's like, nah, I'm, I'm good on you, player. You, you're you nasty to people. So. That's why you don't respect everybody either. That's that's why you don't you can't always refer your friends. I cannot work with a lot of my friends. There's no way I would refer the majority of my show. friends where I work. We not, that's a whole other <laughs> show. We need to pull with that because that right, right, right. Mm-mm. Yeah. I can, I got some stories. I got some stories about referring friends. So. In that same article, another um, interesting thing I thought on the disadvantages part of it was uh, power struggle. Like, it may be the power struggles, uh, you know, between the couple or um, another one with there'll be some arousal of jealousy, even if not, and not in the romantic sense, even if you just get a promotion, you know, if if you all are working in the same department, and what if you go for the same position? Um, and then on the flip side of if you don't have a lot of, you know, working in the school system or something like that where you have a lot of leave time, may be cool. But if you do work at the same place, it might be difficult for you to just be both of you to be off if you both have integral parts, you know, uh, in the company. You know, you may not, you know, if you work for someone else, you, they may not approve your time off or, you know, it just may not look right. And especially if you're both big wigs, so. I'm gonna try. I'm, I shared it on. I shared it with you guys the article. So I'm gonna share it on the live. Um, okay. Very good article to see things objectively because it definitely uh, softened my mind. You know, softened me up to it a bit, a bit more uh, by thinking about some of the con. Oh, excuse me, some of the uh, pros. So very good article. I shared it with the group too. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. Ooh, good, good topic. Good discussion. Good discussion. Yeah. So we are going to move on to our next song. Thank you guys for rocking with me for the hot topic. And this is Can I by Jolly Waters. Playhouse. Can I keep it real and rough? That's the only way to be. Can I keep it real and rough? Hey, that's the only way to be. Can I keep it real and rough? That's the only way to be. Can I keep it real and rough? Hey, that's the only way to be. It's only for the real ones. Hey, 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 to go 
only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, to go away. Ha. We'll never get tired. We'll never get tired. On my job, Jesus 24-7. We'll never get fired. Excuse my French. I ain't worried about nothing. Let's be talking about pride. But I'm drenched. All up in that sauce. It's his vision over I. Real ones multiply. We add grace. Subtract hate. No, we don't divide. We gonna ride with mad faith. Never lack faith. Cause we know the prize. I ain't never gotta play perfect. I'm the first to say I got flaws on me. Got scars on me. But the God on me? Undefeated. No loss. on me. Get to it. I ain't never gonna quit. I just gotta keep grinding. Man, let's do it. I forever stay lit. Cause the lightning I think shining, man, I got struggles that I got above Cause I got brothers that'll never judge Accountable and they got love It's the real ones that'll never budge Rock solid, riding thick or thin We all been through the mud Yeah, we bad and never content with sin We all saved by the blood And I was so in debt But Jesus came and paid the cost Took my burden from my back And then replaced it with a cross You can hate on me But I got that grace on me I keep it 1,000 just the way I gotta grow. If you with it, say you with it. Just one thing I gotta know. Can, can no. I keep it real and raw? That's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and raw? Hey, that's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and raw? That's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and raw? Hey, that's the only way to be. It's only for the real ones. Hey, 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 the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. We'll never go home. We'll never go home. When it's red breathing in the building, baby, we forever in zone. So transparent, we be going through it. We'll never be alone. Cause we know the Father's got us and we'll make it through the storm. And we here. Oh yeah, we here. Always giving that proof. And we walking what we talking and we hit the street with proof. And we show love when we show up more than the juice and the cold cut. Oh yo, no, my hold up. That living water get pulled out. We moving. No time to sit down. We all in on the grind. What we doing? Go ride in your town to let you know the God shines, ha, cause this thing you fight daily, will consume your life daily, but if you see Christ daily, you make new when you die daily, no it ain't been perfect, but I'm grateful for the pain, so when I'm seeing clouds now, I'm just thankful for the rain, you can hate on me, but the grace on me is the ace, homie, don't play homie, if you in my space homie, no I don't do that fake homie, you can hate on me, but I got that grace on me. I keep it 1,000 just the way I gotta grow. If you with it, say you with it. Just one thing I gotta know. Can, can no. I keep it real and raw? That's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and raw? Hey, that's the only way to be. Can I keep it real and raw? That's the only way to be. Can I keep it real and raw? Hey, that's the only way to be. It's only for the real ones. Hey, 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 the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey. Hey, the gold way. Whoa. 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 <clears throat> yeah, I like that song. <laughs> that was uh yeah, and I outside Joey Waters. I was just laughing with Kelvin and I was telling him, I think I like gospel rap all of a sudden. <laughs> I never hear gospel rap until we are on the show and I always like it. So like I'm I'm here for that. I'm I'm definitely here for that song. Um so it is now time for one of my growing favorite portions of the show. I think I'm they're running neck and neck at this point. I think I don't really need to choose because they alternate weeks, so it's not necessary. <laughs> but um, 
It's now time for Mother Maybelline to grace us with her wisdom for this week. I'm personally very, very excited about this topic because it is one um, that I'm always, y'all know I'm here for growth conversations and being your best you. And this week we are discussing. Come on, y'all. Say with me. I'm about to start my segment. (laughs) We are talking about ready. Grow and being the best version of you. So you can already tell mother mother is on the line. So I'm gonna shut my mouth and respect my elders and let her do her thug dizzle on this evening. <laughs> Welcome, sugar. I am so so glad you are here. I didn't say nothing inappropriate. I was talking to my live viewers and didn't know I didn't have you on mute, child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't use no ugly language or nothing. How y'all doing tonight, Scoop Radio Show? (laughs) Y'all doing all right? I'm learning this technology now. I couldn't see nobody on the screen because I was inviting folks, and I'm hopping on it. All these folks watching me on Facebook. (laughs) Somebody somebody send this to Tyler Perry for me. Would you send it to Tyler Perry for me, somebody? Somebody hit the share button and send it to Tyler. Tyler Perry, P-E-R-R-Y. Go on and send this to Tyler Perry. Tell him I need him, and so does the Scoop Radio Show. Y'all get it over to him now. Now. How y'all doing tonight? We got Gals in the building and Q and Winfrey. I sure love listening to y'all. Boy, Y'all talk about me. You know, you know, I always got one favorite comment of the night. And my favorite comment tonight was when Kelly said that Monique, if she was a phone battery, she'd be on 1% child. <laughs> not, not only did she say she was on 1%, but she said she needed to chill and go in the battery save mode. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Monique, so she can hear that now. We're pulling for you, sugar. We just want you to sit down, honey. Take several seats and we're praying for you. <laughs> now, look, I got to ask y'all now what's going on with the three of y'all? Because y'all show is getting spectacular. Now, I didn't look at Kelly and she got these curls, honey. Looking like Susie Cuker. Honey, like a good old batch of curly fries. Some Arby's looking beautiful as she was <laughs> Talk about that later, 
She cooks really good with it. You just got to help hold her up to the stove because that peg leg won't let her stand too long. But I'm going to give you her number. I'm going to give you her number. Okay. Okay. All right now. All right now. Well, okay, let me let me get off into this. I sure am glad to be here, but y'all looking good. I ain't gonna lie, honey. Y'all looking like honey, dancing with the stars. I just want I'm just glad to be in the mix. I'm glad to be in the mix, honey, because y'all got it going on. I'm just telling y'all right now. And I heard what you said, uh, about the fire starter. She's a cold peak. Well, a hot peak because she's a fire starter. And I tell you what, anytime Q you put me on the same level with that fire starter, honey, you got a girl over here blushing, honey. You got a girl blushing. I might color these grays and be blonde next week, honey, so I can be fly with y'all. I'm telling you now. Now, what we're going to talk about tonight, tonight, and I want to thank everybody on my live news feed, because you sure didn't have to come in and listen to good old Mother Maybelline. Now, we on the Mm -hmm. radio show now. This is every Tuesday night now, two-hour Tuesday, so you can come catch us anytime. But what we're talking about tonight is ready, set, grow. Not ready, set, go. Ready, set, grow, being the best version of you. And I always find that, you know, in the beginning of a new year, it's really the best time to talk about being the best version of us and our goals because most times in the beginning of the year, we are just ready to make some changes. Now, most of y'all are going to probably fall off by the middle of March, and that's okay, but you can start back up again. Please don't wait until 2019. Please don't wait until 2019. If you fall off mm-hmm. the wagon, get back on, have somebody help you get back on that. I'm telling you. So what I really want to focus on is about growing. You know, growth is an important thing because if you stay stagnant, honey, it, don't nobody want to be around nothing that ain't moving. You, you want to move. You, don't want, you want your car to move. You want your money to move up. You want your, 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 uh, uh, your health to keep moving and growing. You don't want to stay stagnant. So if, if you're now, if you're, I see a lot of new people that have hopped on my news feed tonight. So I got to get my disclaimer now. If you find that you might be offended by what I say, be smart and just don't say nothing, okay? I want you to respect your elders, okay? I don't know what, you, what you're used to, but they already know I carry my shotgun with me, and I, like I tell them, I fight you and your mama. If the shoe fits, wear it. And if it hurts, just get you a better one, and let's try to do better. Okay, so we're going to talk about this. Now, one of the things about growing for me that you got to do when you want to grow, and, 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 and I know Bishop Burns like lists, so tonight I said, I'm going to write a list, Jesus. Come on, help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> I got a little list. I got a little list for Bishop Burns. Now, the first thing that you got to do in order to grow, and, and this is the most important step of all when you want to grow. And I'm going to tell you what, it's not rocket science. It's really simple. And it's the D word, decide. Y'all know what that is? Decide. Mm -hmm. D-E-C-I-D-E. Am I saying it slow enough for you, Bishop Burns, so you can type it on in now? Decide. Decide. You got to decide. Mm -hmm. The first step to growing is you just got to wake up and say, hey, I want to be better today, starting right now. You just got to decide. You know, we decide a lot of things that don't make no sense. You know, we decide to waste our money. We decide to put food in our body. You know, we know we got diabetes, and we know we got high blood pressure and sugar. We eat everything the doctor tells us not to do. And we decided to do all the wrong things. You know, sometimes you got to decide to do right. Because whatever you reap, you're going to sow. 
So the first thing you got to do if you want to change and grow is you just got to decide that you want to be different, sugar. Anybody on my live news feed want to be different, just type in, I decide. It's going to be like church tonight. Look at your neighbor. Look at me. Neighbor. You got to remove those bad habits. You got to decide 
You got to remove those bad habits. Step number three, you got to listen and learn. Now, I want somebody to tell me what part of listening got anything to do with your lips. I'll wait. Oh, ain't, no, ain't nobody said it. So, so why is it that you're talking all the time and you can't, you, you can't learn nothing when you're talking? You know, I remember when I was going through some situations in my younger years and I was praying to God and I would just say, Lord, have mercy, Father, I need you to answer my prayer. God, why are you not answering? You know what he said? Because you're always talking. Now, how in the world can you hear somebody's answer if all you're doing is talking? You want to learn how to have your own business, but can't nobody tell you nothing. You want to learn how to fix your credit, but you're too busy trying to talk about what you're doing to fix it already. If you ask a question, close your mouth and listen so that you can actually get the answer and let it resonate in your brain and in your heart and your mind, and that will help you to propel your growth. See, a lot of times when we ask somebody a question, and we get to give an explanation. For example, if I didn't know nothing, Brother Burns, you work on finances. Now, if I didn't know nothing about fixing my credit, and I ask you a question about how to fix my credit, but as soon as I ask you and you start answering and I say, well, let me tell you what I didn't did because I understand that, the, that when they look at my score, it depends on my, my, my debt to ratio income and blah, 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 blah. I never got the lesson you were trying to teach me. And I know you got some clients like that. Call them out. I tell them to shut up. Oh, yeah. Listen sometimes. <laughs> somebody can help you. Now, Q, I know you do hell. I know you got that client that sometimes you're trying to tell them about hair care, and baby, they want to tell you what they Googled and what they want you to do. Now, Kelly, you was in that classroom, and I sure know you got a student think they know more than you, honey, because they done watched it on YouTube. <laughs> Folks got to learn yeah. how to close their mouth, shut up, listen, and learn. One of my favorite viewers done hopped on, Will Bradley. I'm going to give him a shout-out because, you know, Will gets the Holy Ghost every time he watches me. He tells me he's delivered every time he watches me. Will, I hope you get delivered tonight. I hope you get delivered tonight, Sugarfoot. I hope you get delivered. Now, I'm just telling you, you got to listen and learn. Part of the reason why we don't listen and we feel like we got to give explanation, that's your insecurities talking for you. That's your insecurities talking. You feel like you got to prove that you know it all. Well, excuse my language. If you know it all, what the hell is you asking in the first place now? Now, hell ain't no bad word in heaven and hell. I know somebody in here from the church going to have something to say. Maybe joking is this unless you're ready to ready, set, grow. Now, I'm trying to make a point. Now. If you if you want to grow, you got to listen and learn and quit talking all the doggone time. Now it's a lot of different ways you can learn. I'm gonna tell you something that's from way back in the Stone Ages that you may not believe that'll work. And some of y'all, uh, some of y'all may be uneducated and don't even they never even heard of it. It's this little bitty old thing, honey. It's a four letter word and it can take you a long way. It's called a book. B O O K. A book. Now, they had them back in my day. I don't know if y'all still got them now, but you can find books that will teach you things that you want to do. They got books that will help you do your own self-development and improvement if you read them. Honey, they even got audio books. Now, yep. I got a, a, what's that account, an Audible account? Honey, I almost had a heart attack. I almost had a heart attack, honey. I accidentally downloaded one of them romance novels and read it. They got to talk, and I had to shut it down. I said, this is not of the Lord. <laughs> this is not of the Lord. I had to shut it down, honey. But you can listen. 
You can watch these videos on Facebook. It's all kind of motivational people out here. Listen and learn. So for those hopping on that missed it, we talking about ready, set, grow. The first thing you got to do to grow, and I got a couple of minutes, so I'm going to speed it up. You got to decide. Make a decision. Don't just type it on your Facebook page and tell everybody, you know, I'm making moves. Decide in your mind to yourself. You got to get rid of all the barriers. That means the negative people, your negativity, your bad habits. And then you got to listen and learn. I got two more things. The fourth thing you got to do if you want to grow, baby, you got to believe. Now, why in the world, if you don't believe in yourself, am I going to believe in you? Honey, if you don't believe in yourself, you must not be trustworthy. So why would anybody else? Now, you want to make a change in yourself. Now, I'm going to use this example because I know Brother Burns making jokes about it sometimes, about being vegan, let's say, for example. Now, you decide you want to go vegan and your people telling you, girl, you're going to give up ham hocks and hog moths and pig feet. Child, I ain't going vegan. I'm going soul food all the way. Now, when you decide that you want to commit to that, you've got to believe it in a manner that no matter what people say to you, you're going to hold on to your belief and your conviction. You can't go every which way that the wind blows every time somebody tells you it ain't good for you. If you believe it, you've got to have the faith and stick with it. Okay, y'all with me? Decide, get rid of the barriers, shut your mouth and listen and learn and let somebody teach you something, and then believe and trust the process. Some of y'all think that growing is supposed to be so smooth. Let me tell you something. Growth is not no vacation in Cancun or the Bahamas, baby. Growth is rocking like a roller coaster. Some days you feel real confident in it. Some days you don't even know if you made the right decision. Some days you feel so shook. You don't even know if you did the right thing. The truth is, some of y'all is too soft to grow because you're all in your feelings and got a chip on your shoulder. You're too whiny. 30, 40-year-old crybabies all the time. That's why you can't believe and trust the process because you don't want to have no sweat on your back. You want it all to happen right now. You don't want to push through. But for those really trying to grow, tired of crying and, and all that other kind of stuff, you got to trust the process. My last and final part of that is you got to be consistent, honey. Some of y'all is wishy-washy. I'm going to say it again because somebody need this tonight. Some of y'all is wishy-washy like a windshield wiper, honey. You're back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> now, what is you going to do? Are you going to grow or are you going to be a weed and die? Because I'm going to tell you, weeds eventually get plucked up. They don't last. Now, decide what you're going to do. It ain't a 30-day challenge to grow. It's a lifetime challenge. You don't start today and win it for 30 days. You win it forever. You won't stop growing until they put you down in the ground, baby. So that's all I got tonight for Ready, Set, Grow. Decide, get rid of the barriers, shut your mouth and listen and learn sometimes. Believe in yourself. And be consistent. And I promise you, you will get somewhere. And for those of y'all that watch this video, and if by chance you say, well, I ain't listening that old lady crazy. She don't know what she's talking about. I don't want to grow, da-da-da-da-da. Well, you just stay right where y'all, we're going to roll right on up over you, baby. You stay right on back there. We all going to Wakanda. And you stay right where y'all, honey. We'll be in Wakanda. We'll be in Wakanda. And you can't come if you ain't trying to grow. That's all I got, y'all. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> We're going to be in Wakanda. 
Ain't no they was warriors in Wakanda. You can't come over there crying, Tommy. You ain't trying to grow now. They throw you off that cliff, honey. Be a battle. Take the Black Panther out, honey. Take the Panther out. You can't come over there, honey. You got to be ready to grow. <laughs> uh, I appreciate right, y'all for having me on the show. Y'all have some good children. I appreciate y'all now. We appreciate you. Thank you, mother. Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. I feel like we need right, to have so. a word of prayer. Should we sing a song or something? Amen. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Bye. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and knock out this Hattie's left mother, Maybelline, guys. If y'all, so if, you don't, if y'all need to book her uh, for any of your um, church functions, whatever you got, you need an MC, then you can definitely um, you can get her on my page or on her page as well. You can email her at I'll post her email address because I can't remember off the top of my head. I apologize, but yeah, definitely book her. So all right, let's jump into the last word. Mother Maybelline at Yahoo. Mother Maybelline at Yahoo.com. Yes, I think that's right. I think yeah. it's Mother Maybelline at Yahoo.com. So all right, last words. Uh, Kale, you up first. Um, last words. Had a great time tonight, like always. Thank you to uh, the people that came on my live to uh, go, you know, help me out and co-host with me. Um, remember, there is a the little girls conference, the youth conference for uh, Cuddle Kittens, which is sponsored by Herbie Kittens. Uh, it's going on April. 21st for little girls ages 7 through 12. Um, this is a um, conference that will help them to learn about or to uh, get stronger in entrepreneurship, self-esteem, building friendships, arts and crafts. So it's college prep, um, anti-bullying. It is just always a joy. We had a very good time last year, and we are excited about this year. So April 21st. Um, go to the Kirby Kitten website or any of the social media sites to get more information. And guys, be productive this week. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, my announcement this week is to remind those of you who are in um, Oklahoma City that this is the second installment of the uh, first Saturday Marketplace that will be hosted at IC Event Center. For those of you who don't know where ICE is, like, how do you not know where ICE is? But in case you don't, it's 1148 <laughs> Northeast 36th Street, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73111. Google it. Trust me, you'll find it. But um, the ladies will be there between 10 and 4 p.m. on Saturday. Elegance by Design is still pending if I would be there. I have mom duties. Both of my babies, well, two of my three babies are have competitions on Saturday, so I'm not sure if I'll be there. But um, I will still offer a product code. So um, there's that. So look forward to uh, hearing about that here in the Scoop as well. I will go on and share the love with the Scoop fam. Mm. That's what I did. All right. Um, let's see. I got a couple of things. First of all, thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. Uh, we definitely appreciate appreciate you all and appreciate um, you being here with us and participating. Thank you to my lives, to all of our lives. Thank you, Scoop Nation. Y'all know what's up. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. If you if this is your first time 
um, listening to the show, do me a favor, send me a, a, a message and just tell me what you thought. Um, if you hated us, you can tell me that. My feelings will be hurt, but I will get over it. Um, and, yeah, just tell us that we want to make sure you tune in again. Um, what else? Also, so this uh, tomorrow, the word on Wednesday with Pastor Burns Sr. Uh, is tomorrow. He's back on at 7 o'clock, so he's still in his series on the book of Acts, so definitely tune in for that. Uh, if you have not gotten your free copy of our magazine, which is Nubo Exposure, then please go to nubolexposure.org. It's a free publication specifically for ladies, so ladies, go ahead and get it. Uh, fellas, you'll like it too, except for probably the articles about makeup and your eyebrows, but whatever. Um, so get that, <laughs> uh, Nubo Exposure. Well, some dudes to get their eyebrows done, but that's a different show. Anyway, um, so we got that. Um Get that newboyexposure.org. Then also this March 3rd. So March 3rd, the room, um, the Scoop Nation specifically, Kelly, Don, Sean, and uh, Tasha, they're going to be hosting a relationship forum. Um, so it's going to be at the JPCC Conference Center, Saturday, March 3rd from 7 to 10 p.m. Um, they're going to have food. And, again, if you have questions about, um, relationships, then you definitely want to be there uh, for that. Um, let's see, Masquerade Ball. So March 20th, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, Oklahoma City, um, uh, me and Kels and Q, we having a Masquerade Ball on the 24th of March uh, at Asia Blue. So get your tickets. I posted the link in my live. It's also on my public figure page and in the scoop. Um, so get your ticket. Forty dollars for couples, sixty-five dollars for excuse me, sixty-five dollars for couples, forty for individuals. That includes food, that includes non-alcoholic drinks, that includes dancing, and a whole bunch of. And we're gonna have a good time. So y'all come out to that. Yes, I will be there. So I, please stop asking me yes, y'all. Yes, I am coming. I will be there. Um, yes, I'm, I got to say like a thousand times, I'm going to be there. I appreciate the love. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not being funny. Also, that same that same weekend we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be hitting up on the, what's it called? Off the hook, sorry, um, Friday night. So y'all can come out and you can have a Yeah, we're going to off the hook. I've never been there before. So I'm looking forward to it, um, but we got a price. So y'all, if you're coming, you definitely need to RSVP. See the the um, the event page in the Scoop Nation and on my um, my page. Other than that, y'all, we really appreciate y'all for tuning in. Please again hit that share button if you can uh, to let other people know about what we got going on. If you see any link from the show, please um, hit. Uh, hit the share button. We would definitely appreciate it. Uh, and again, if you have any comments or concerns or questions or whatever, hit us up. Make sure you all check out uh, Curvy Kitten. Make sure you check out Elegance by Design. Make sure you check out uh, if you got finance issues or questions, hit me up. Uh, Money Mentor is still, uh, still doing our training. So, Alright, I love y'all. I appreciate you. Have a good rest of your week. And we will see y'all next Tuesday, same time. So another great time.